Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of The Roads of Rediscovery. My name is Aubrey Johnson, and I'm your host. We are so glad to have you on the journey with us. For those of you listening for the first time, a special welcome to each of you. The Roads Rediscovery is about reflecting on the lessons that life throws at us to learn and grow from them. And of course, pay it forward to uplift others who are struggling. I have a very special guest here with us today. After discovering a life-altering disease, doctors gave my special guest a best-case prognosis of no longer being able to walk and lifelong disability. And by the way, that was if she lived. She refused to accept this as her fate and absolutely rose like a phoenix, not only to walk again, but to become a catalyst in the health and wellness sector. Owner of her own food and supplement brands, entrepreneur, published author, health advocate, precision wellness specialist, and so much more. She is the embodiment of resolve and a true testament to the power of the human will. Ladies and gentlemen, it's with great pleasure to welcome Wendy Michelle. Wendy, it's so great to have you here on the show. How are you doing today? Wow, Aubrey, thank you very much. That was a very kind introduction. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? Oh, thanks. I'm doing great, doing great. It is truly our pleasure to have you uh, here with us to share your story, your journey with all the listeners out there. And uh, let's just dive into it if, uh, if, if, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Wendy, uh, if you can just tell the listeners about yourself, uh, where you're from and so forth to begin. Sure. So where I'm from is a very, very interesting question to me always because mm -hmm. I am from lots of places. I'll list them in order of appearance. Um, Spokane, Washington, grew up in Bozeman, Montana for a bit, then in Gilbert, Arizona, right. and spent some time in New York, and most recently I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and now I, I live in Los Angeles. So I would say, of all those places, I'm from Bozeman, Montana. I think that's where I really would consider the space and the place that I grew up in and, and really spent my formative years, so that's where I'm from. Gotcha. Very, very nice. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so what, what drove you to nutrition and fitness um, as your business? I want to just, just see what that motivating factor was, and then we'll, 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 we'll cut back to, uh, to this prognosis we were talking about. Sure. So I really loved the science of the human body from a very young age, I've been interested in what we can do in either diet or movement to affect the human body. And um, it just organically became both a passion and a study. Right. And that was still in high school. So I went, um, I was in the gym for fun, you know, as a, freshman in high school and then that just evolved it evolved over time and it really became what I did for a living simply because I really love people and I really love to see people thrive and and even at that young of an age it was important to me to to help people 
accomplish whatever it was that they were here for. And, and I knew that nutrition and, and movement would be an important element of that. So um, as a personal trainer and nutritionist at a young age, that's primarily my, the driving factor. But then as we get into more of what I experienced after that, uh, it'll make a lot more sense as to why it's grown into the different arms that it's grown into since then. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and it seems like there's, there's quite a few arms in, in terms of just the different types of nutrition and, and, and wellness strategies and fitness, uh, fitness approaches and all, and, and all the, the things you, you provide here. So it sounds like ever since a young age, you had a convergence, a, excuse me, a convergence of uh, passions, right? So mm-hmm. the passion for fitness and wellness coming together with the passion to connect with people and, and, mm-hmm. and a heart of service uh, that, that really made, made this kind of, kind of flourish and, and make it a, a passion of yours, a uh, lifelong passion. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. Gotcha. Man, that's great. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So um, now let's take a step back and uh, talk about uh, talk about the early stages of of, of when um, something happened medically in which you had to have uh, had to have uh, medical attention to where it led to this prognosis. How, how did that all play out? If if you can share. Yeah, so I was still in my 20s and mm-hmm. very healthy. I obviously was practicing what I was preaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was like some little odd things that when you're in your early 20s, you you imagine, uh, um, you know, being sick, like, you know, when you're old, you know, you like have this <laughs> idea, right. oh, well, you know, so... So the little things that kind of sprung up, I didn't think too much about. I just thought, oh, that's, you know, maybe it's because I've been competing because at the time I was a fitness competitor and I was in kind of more of the sphere of the, the, the fitness and figure bodybuilding competition stuff. I, I wasn't a bodybuilder, but I was in that kind of that realm right. of people. And so I thought, you know, little things like, oh, I had a little bit of like weird bloating or, or I, you know indigestion you know stuff that I was like oh that's I didn't think I was gonna have to deal with until I was like at least in my 30s like this is kind of strange yeah I I was like oh this is fine I can I know what to do with this and then you know within about three or four months it went from those annoying symptoms that I had been treating with herbs and diet to where I couldn't I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand on my legs. So they would just buckle from underneath me and Mm. um, seizures and uh, other really crazy. I had a lot of different crazy things going on and it happened within unexplainably and within a very short amount of time. So it was extremely frightening and frustrating because uh, not only did I not know what was going on, but every specialist that I went to, didn't know what was going on and of course they all looked at me and they you know saw a healthy young person and right. immediately referred me away to you know psychologists and you know thought it was you know some other kind of mental thing but I I was like you know I 
I imagine if I was going to pretend to be something, somebody who loves to be active would probably not pretend that they can't walk. You know, that just was so crazy to me. But right. um, there, I was going from every, I mean, gastroenterologists, endocrinologists, um, neurologists, I was to every single specialist and I was going to the best ones at the time. And, um, and I was leaving with only prescriptions and, and not a lot more. And within a couple of months of that, a good, well, my, my kidneys were shutting down oh, and no. um, I had had a, a mini stroke that they, you know, obviously, I mean, they didn't know any of what any of this stuff was. So I was really having to, to start to figure it out myself. I, I really just wanted to feel normal again. I didn't want the prescriptions they were giving me. I didn't want um, any of the, the, the suggested one suggestion was beyond, you know, I should file for disability. And obviously that wasn't something that I, I wanted to do. So, right. Um, you know, I, I really had to do a lot of my own research and I was still seeing a lot of, I was seeing multiple different specialists in the same specialty. So I was, you know, with this one doctor didn't know that I would go to another doctor. Like I was adamant about figuring out what was going on and it really of all of the elements of it, of that particular event, the most frustrating was that I should know how to fix this because this is my special, this is my world. Like health and wellness is my world. And to right. be in this space and be uh, completely house in it was, I mean, it was a lot of things, but it, it was extremely frustrating and, and aggravating to me mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I can I can totally understand that because it's the element of the unknown, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's a great degree of uncertainty. There's a great degree of um, of of the unknown. So so let me get this straight. While the doctors were scratching their heads, and you would go from specialist to specialist um, for different things, and and some specialists um, that specialized in the same thing, you were also doing your own research, correct? Yes. So I, I had, in addition to everything else, I wasn't able to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I mean, once some of it was because the extreme amount of pain I was in, it was impossible to get comfortable. I, there wasn't an, a minute without pain for at least a year. So I, um, and, and even on, you know, prescriptions. So I was going to the Goodwill and to some of the used bookstores and buying medical textbooks. Mm, and I, I was, and so if I had an appointment with the, you know, the gastroenterologist, I would go get gastroenterology 101 and, you know, books like that from used bookstores. And I would read up on it and I would um, get all of my questions based on what I had learned and based on my symptoms so that I could, you know, present them to these doctors. And they, you know, they didn't really love that. <laughs> they didn't really love that. Right. Which just add, you know, it's like, it was like one thing compounded on another thing compounded on another thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the elements of just trauma in life that a lot of people, it, it, it doesn't get talked about because it's like, okay, well, the trauma of not being able to walk, like that was obviously traumatic. Right. Um, in many different ways, but there's also so many other levels and layers of trauma. One 
I'm supposed to be able to go to a doctor and trust them. That's right. And now I can't. So now who do I, now what do I do? I mean, and you're raised thinking this is, if you have a problem, you go to the doctor and then you fix the problem and you go back to your normal life. And that wasn't happening. And in addition to that, I was losing, I had no real friends because they didn't know what to do with me because I was so young. It was hard for them to be around. Right. They didn't know what to say. Right. They didn't know how to treat me. Um, I didn't have any support system. I had nobody that I really was allowing to help me. So it's like, there's so many different layers and, and having to be my own advocate very much alone in the process was, um, was just unjust. And I, and I, that piece is definitely something that has spurred the passion that I have now to be an advocate for others. That's tremendous. Um, thank you for sharing that Wendy, because, uh, just feeling isolated, feeling alone like that. Uh, and, and, and that's one thing that this podcast is, is really, uh, really big on is just, uh, the awareness to all the listeners that are going through dark times of despair and, 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 and challenge and struggle is that you are not alone. Right. And, and there are people out there who, uh, who have struggled, um, as they are struggling now, and, uh, and, and these people, you know, they, they've survived, they've thrived and, 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 you know, it can be done. Right. But the way you described how, you know, your friends didn't quite know how to respond to, you know, um, with the pain and what you were going through. Um, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating for you because it's hard to communicate what it is when you don't know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that, I mean, that just adds to the frustration and it makes you feel even more isolated, especially when the doctors don't know for sure either. So um, how, how did you maintain such resolve in, 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 in such a, well, in my opinion, it feels like it would be such a dark time because you feel, you feel alone, right? How did you maintain that resolve and to just be steadfast, continue doing the research, uh, whether it annoyed the doctors or not, what you found in the books when you went to visit them, you know, I mean, it's your body, it's your health. I mean, you, yeah. know, you, you have every right to do that. Um, but, but what, what kept you, what kept you staying the course? So, so a couple of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to preface it with, that in the, in the process of it, you know, a lot of this is obviously in hindsight, right? Like right. perspective is, is great after the fact, but right. in the moment, um, I would, if you had, you asked me that in, in, at that time, I would have actually not seen myself as having any result. I would have seen myself as just flailing, you know, mm -hmm. on the ground and making no headway and doing nothing. Uh, because it, it felt very much like I was failing at it because I, I, in the process of it, it, it felt that way. But in hindsight, um, one thing that was very, that played a huge role in the, just the strength to, to, to continue to go, um, for, to find some, some way to, you know, beat this or heal this or whatever. Right. Um, I had had 
a daughter when I was still in high school. So I was, right. I mean, she was, she was much older at that time. So she, I guess maybe end of elementary school, beginning of junior high. So she was very aware. Right. And, um, you know, she didn't have her father in her life. And I was really concerned about her well-being, specifically her mental well-being. So I was, I really, it just became habitual for me to downplay everything and make it seem okay. So there was a lot of fake it till you make it going on. Right. Um, just to maintain an ele- a level of peace in the home. Right. Uh, there was only a couple of times where she actually saw stuff that I wish she hadn't seen because I know it was very scary for her. Right. But I really protected her, or I did my best to protect her in the moment, but also I was continuously fighting for resolution so that I could actually see her graduate from high school because the doctors didn't think that was going to be the case. They really had told me just, I should just go home and, you know, get my things in order and figure out, you know, who would she be staying with, you know, to, you know, cause I right, wouldn't be right. around. So, oh um, so, so for sure, while it made the, the trauma of it 10 times harder, because right. you know again that's just another layer to what I was talking about before where it's like now I have this little girl who I'm supposed to be the parent and the strong one making all the decisions and everything and mm-hmm. I see her in a position now where she's suddenly feeling like she needs to take care of me and I mean that's already it was already like a very interesting and um, amazing mother-daughter relationship just because I was so young, but we had a very strong bond. Good. But now to see myself um, in a position where she was having to be concerned with my well-being was just another layer of mental stress. Sure. And in some ways, you know, failure. Because, you know, in high school when I had her, I was advised by a lot of people, you know, not to because it would ruin my life and I would be putting her in a very bad position and she would, you know, have a hard life. And I just promised myself that wasn't going to be the case that I would, um, she would not be a statistic. I would not be a statistic. And I had, I had accomplished that. And so in this, in this particular moment of my life, in this season of my life, I saw myself failing as the mother, something that I swore I would never do. And I had zero control over it. And so that was, as frightening as not being able to walk. It was, you know, it was just another element that I had to, you know, to work through. So, so obviously being a mom and wanting to, to protect my child was, was a massive reason for me to continue to push for, for healing or, or, you know, at least some kind of solution. Yeah. And then I would say the other one for sure, because I remember many moments where and I have one, you know, very specific memory where I had, I was in the ER because my heart rate would always be around like just resting, right? Like, like 145. And right. that's like, it's like doing cardiovascular work. Like that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. And so they would always, they'd always, you know, get freaked out and hook me all up and, you know, um, have me lay there for a while and eventually, you know, figure out what they're going to do with me. But I remember mm-hmm. this one particular time where I, had gone home from the hospital 
that was when they had found out that my kidneys were failing and I just got on the floor and I was like like literally like face in the floor bawling because I was I thought to myself you know if this is happening to me and I'm like I had been diligent like I was like we talked about studying asking all the right questions really really doing everything I could um I thought to myself if this is happening to me dear god like this has got to be happening to a lot of people and this can't be this can't this can't be and so I just in that moment was like I have to get past this space I have to I have to find a way to walk again and a way to be healthy again so that other people don't have to go through this now right I know that we're each walking our own journey and we have trying times that are in some ways necessary for us to be able to like move to the next level and in no way did I ever want to or think that I was going to get better and then I was going to solve everybody's problems but it was like man but wouldn't it be great if I got better and I could just come along somebody else when they're on for you know crying their eyes out because they feel helpless and be like hey you know it's gonna be good like it's gonna be okay like to to say that from a place of experience and not just like I think the good thing to say right now is this and (laughs) and I just wanted to be I just wanted to to be able to be evidence that like hope was still alive if that makes sense no it makes perfect sense Wendy Uh, and again thank you for sharing that and um, it, it it's a true testament to your heart for people as well. I, I have to say, because uh, at a time where you felt isolated and lonely, you know, yourself uh, just wanting to get out of this so that you can play a part in being there for someone who may be going through that uh, just, just, just really speaks, speaks to your heart of 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 wanting to you know just just outward focus right uh helping others who are in need when you didn't quite have the help or 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 feel like you may have had the help that you needed during that time so um i i think that is absolutely extraordinary it speaks to your character and um and 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 I I I really salute you for that. Now, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, you have the mindset when it comes to the body. Of the body has its natural way of healing itself. Um, when 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 there's when there's a problem, um, obviously there's supplements and and nutrition and things like that for you know, just keeping and maintaining, sustaining optimal health. But um, do you believe that the body has a natural way of healing or recovering um, it, itself um, when, when, when there's, a, when there's a, like a defect or, or, or some sort of illness? Oh, yeah. I, I, I absolutely, uh, I mean, in science this has shown us it's it's presented differently it's rarely ever presented as as a healing modality but you know our immune system in and of itself and just how it 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 acts 
is it's constantly repairing and healing um little cuts and you know like oh i you know bruised my knee and and now the bruise is gone like that bruise heal it heals right heals so it's just um i think that from like a terminology standpoint people get a little bit stuck in well my body can heal the bruise or that you know that big cut that that gash across my arm you know now is just a a baby scar you can barely see but if i have this you know autoimmune condition you know now suddenly my body's against me like our bodies are for us they are so for like homeostasis is the goal like let's get back in balance let's recalibrate let's make sure that this person survives it's like the our body is our best friend it and and it doesn't feel like that a lot and i and i really want to make sure that um and it's it's very important to me to to say that i i didn't always see it this way i didn't i certainly didn't see it this way when i was when i was suffering when i you know i certainly wasn't like hey great friend body let's (laughs) you know get it together you know i like i had i know we you know we had chatted a bit and I had shared, like, I saw, I, I used to run, you know, five miles a day as, and like rollerblade all over the place. Like yeah. moving was my thing. And when I couldn't even walk up my own stairs, if I saw somebody out front running, uh, like going for a jog, like I wanted to throw rocks at them. Like that's, that, that stuff is real. And, right. and, it, and, you, and you feel that way. But, um, and I never want to be like, oh, I was like this perfect angel going through this dark, dark time, <laughs> you know, still just wanting to, you know, help the world. I yeah. I did. It helped. It pulled me up and through it. But at the same time, I saw I, I was angry and I was depressed and I had severe anxiety. Um, but now I know, you know, that my body was so for me and it was so about putting me back in a position to be able to fulfill whatever it is I need to be doing on this planet. And I just had to come back in alignment with that. And I had to really not just fight for me. I had to fight for every system that I've been given in my body that when it's in balance, it all collectively works together for the greater good of the entity of me. And, and that that exists for everybody for sure. Nice. Yes. Absolutely. It, it, it does exist for everyone. And, and, and our bodies are our best friends. And, um, I, and, and the way I thought of it, and, and I could be wrong because it's, it's not, this isn't my field, but uh, at any point where you feel like your body's forsaking you, uh, it, 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 it may be a result of what we put into it you know, or, or what we do or don't do, you know, like being sedentary and things like that. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, that's, I, I, I always felt like there was a natural way of the body healing itself. If you, uh, you know, if, if you, if you be still and let it, uh, uh, you know, um, and, and just listen to your body to like what, what your gut and what your intuition tells you, um, you know, when it's, good to move when it's good to just chill until you know you're in a better state to where you can move and 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 different things like that um you know this is a strange analogy but i kind of equated it to um 
Well, let's see. When I was young and I was in Boy Scouts, uh, we had a field trip and it was to a natural park, um, a national park. And um, we chatted with the uh, forest ranger and the forest ranger uh, showed us an area where it was just like a ravine and uh, like all these trees were knocked over from a storm. And then um, the brush, I mean, you, you saw no litter. Okay. But you just saw like a bunch of trees and everything. And I think one of us asked, well, Hey, why, why don't someone just get a bulldozer and just clear all that out now that it's, you know, it's a big mess from the storm. And he said, well, Nature has its way of recovering itself year after year, season after season, um, you know, when it comes to trees getting knocked over, providing shelter for animals, and then, you know, things deteriorate over years, and and then, you know, things revive. And so, I don't know, in a, in a roundabout way, I just kind of kind of equated the body healing itself to how nature, um, when left alone and not being tainted by man, uh, can, uh, can, can kind of recover itself from, you know, from, from, uh, from different events, natural events. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a strange analogy at all. I think, you know, we are, we are, we are seasonal, we are cyclical, we are, I mean, we are, we are nature. So I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, a perfectly good analogy. And, and we we definitely do play a role. I mean, what we what we do as far as what we choose to eat, or if we move mm-hmm. and, and things like that, those are those are definitely contributing factors. Um, but it goes back to you know how really do you view your body? You know, like if some people feel detached from their body, and sometimes they do because there's been trauma. Right. Sometimes there's been you know situations in which there's a detachment or an inability to see that body as theirs or something that's special or something that's worth protecting and caring for right um and that's you know that's primarily the stuff like the work that i do now when i do you know coaching and stuff is a lot of like just the repair of like reminding people that like your body is like the one thing that you get to keep your whole life that nobody can take from you that's right that has been with you since the day you were born and it's going to be with you the day that you die and, and we do this really great job of, you know, kind of self-sabotaging the, the very thing that's never going anywhere. It's like, a, it's kind of an interesting uh, thing to, to contemplate when, when you think about it. But mm-hmm. when, when people understand that, no, my body is actually designed to work this stuff out um, and I just get to help it by feeding it the right things and putting right. it in the right environment, um, you know, then it, it will work itself out. But first, you know, we need to feel valuable enough for it to be worked out, if that makes sense. Let me make sure I'm tracking you. When, when you say we need to feel valuable enough for this, um, does, does this mean that we, we need to have a level of awareness and value of ourselves and our bodies to to feed it what it needs and 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 to to kind of kind of turn away from the sabotage yeah yes so i would say for instance um as an example okay. um and this is both 
an emotional situation, an emotional conversation about, you know, just how we, how we feel about our, you know, what we do, what we're here for, you know, our, right. our purpose. Right. But um, if I, let's say I hadn't had my daughter very, very young and I was a, more of a standard 25 year old, you know, non-executive, non-mom. Right. Right. Um, it's very possible that, you know, I wasn't really doing anything. Maybe I wouldn't have been doing anything that seemed of, you know, very much value or significance. And I was still trying to figure out who I was at that time. Right. And then this said all the same hardships came on me, same trauma, the same illnesses, you know, were, were in my life. If I didn't understand the value like I did, because, you know, here's this little girl that I wake up to every morning and I know that if I do or don't show up tomorrow matters to somebody like it would significantly have impacted her life if I didn't show up the next morning right you know if I if I didn't wake up so having that external value she was a reminder to me that I'm what I do matters and how I choose to handle this isn't just about me it's not just between me and my body this right. is about my daughter. And so I feel like when I say that, it's more about making sure that we become aware that we're working towards our own individual awareness of our value and our purpose, which I think people are more inclined to do so now. I feel like that's something that a lot of people are at least contemplating. Right. But then the food and the movement becomes easy. It does. It's like it's like a non-issue because you just value what you're, what you have, and you want to make sure that you can grow it, and you want to, you know, you want to share it with people. So it's like then exercise and diet isn't so hard, you know. I got you, I got you. Um, but the key there, it sounds like, is to uh, uh, to 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 keep to keep those things top of mind um uh, from day-to-day -day living um so you know when you make these decisions on what you eat or or be mobile um and and you know you, you're doing it like you said with purpose uh because uh, it it there is a value to that meaning there's you know there's someone who who's depending on you, you know, there's mm -hmm. someone who's, who, who needs you. It's not just about you, but you know, you're doing it for a loved one who's counting on you as well. Yeah. And then, and, and likewise, maybe it's, I'm sure, you know, there's people out there that don't have, they're like, even potentially listening to this and say, well, I don't have, I mean, nobody's counting on me. Nobody's, you know, I don't need to answer to anybody or whatever, but mm -hmm. I think the important thing to say about that is that if you have breath in your lungs, you have significance. I mean, that it's, it's as simple as that. There is, if you're breathing, right. we need you. Right. To what extent and in what way? Man, like, I'm sure there's gifts galore. And it's just a matter of which one is the one that, you know, you really walk into a room and everybody sees it on you. But it's it's like if you have breath in your lungs, you have value. And I think once that sinks in and settles into somebody's spirit and they just truly believe that, then um, you know, then the eating and the movement and all that stuff just becomes like part of the deal, you know? Just 
taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent for sure. Um, it does, it does. It truly does take care of itself from there. Uh, and again, um, like, like what the scenario you, you painted with, uh, someone who say doesn't have kids or anyone counting on them, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you gave a great explanation of how you would coach that, um, to someone who may, you know, may counter by saying that they don't have anyone depending on them, um, breath in your lungs and, uh, and, and, you know, that you matter and so forth. Uh, let's kind of see if we can, uh, uh, let's transition to your business and, uh, and, and, and what just some of the awesome things that you provide, um, you know, um, your books, the food and, and all that good stuff. Um, is, is there, is there a coaching you provide or is that an example of like the type of coaching you would provide for, for like the mindset of, of, of how one would approach um, say changing their behavior or, or, or their habits, um, towards, uh, towards, uh, fitness and wellness? Yeah. So I, I, as you mentioned, I do, I have a lot of different things going on and they've all come from seeing areas of gaps in, diff- in, in the health and wellness sector. So areas that are, you know, that I really saw lacking. You know, I really saw a lot of people, you know, crying out for some kind of solution too. As right. far as the the coaching, you know, it always I typically get I typically get clients for nutrition. Okay. A lot of people will reach out to me for that, which is great um, because that's I mean that's that's easy to me. That's easy stuff, um, and and of course like movement and and so on. But it's it's really never about the food. You know, it's 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 usually other things and um and people know you know what i mean like we're really yeah. smart i've never met anybody who didn't really know what was going on they just right. needed somebody to help them have permission or give them permission to like speak about it freely right you know or go oh i've kind of always thought that or felt that way but i you know i thought that sounded stupid or whatever so it mm-hmm. it starts out as nutrition and it ends up with more of the maybe the mindset but also relationship you know things that they've grown things that they've had to grow up in or through or around and how that has affected you know because when you feel like you're out of control the first thing you want to do is find the things you can control and what we eat and how we move are the things that we personally get to control so even if it's if it's healthy or unhealthy is really not the the topic it's a it's i feel like i'm in control of the situation and and it and it brings me peace or it gives me something and so right. it it starts as nutrition but it usually ends up more along those lines so i i do that and i i love that i really mm. i really love um hearing people's stories and helping them navigate through what's um you know what might just be a, like a little like hindrance to they're like so close to like accomplishing something or, 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 or winning something. And it's so fun to go, you know, there's this like little thing that's like a little, it's like a little rock in their shoe, you know, that I get to like dump out on the table and be like, did you know that was there? You know, (laughs) that's like a lot of fun to me, but um, you know, I also have, I, I formulate food. So ever since I, you know, went through what I went through and, and, you know, fully recovered, by the right. way, obviously, I, you know, I am fully recovered. Um, Wonderful. I, 
I saw, um, you know, in the food industry, as I was coaching people for nutrition, I was like, oh yeah, well, try to eat this and like maybe avoid that. And this is an issue here. And they're like, well, that sounds great, Wendy, except for that when I go to the grocery store, there's nothing like that available. So um, I realized that I could only get so far by doing one-on-one coaching that way. Because most people, we do live in a world that that convenience is necessary. And um, if you can't grow your own food, you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to need something prepared or packaged or something that you can throw in your bag. So what are the options? And there wasn't any. So I ended up, um, I have a cookbook that was published, um, which is like another interesting story. But um, from that, I started formulating food for like a smaller at a smaller scale and now i'm um you know it's full full blown manufacturing and a lot of the products are about to launch um 2020 well january coming up here so um it's and it's all innovative stuff it's stuff that hasn't really been done before it's um it's really fun to me because i'm like oh that like this is we'll just use this it just grows like this, but it, you know, <laughs> kind of acts like chicken. I mean, it's yeah. really, it's fun to me to do that, but it also gives people um, options that are, that really taste good, but also I feel very honored in that, like, I'm behind the scenes in these factories being, I'm the voice, you know, I'm, I'm the one speaking for the moms and the dads and the sisters and the brothers and the kids who want to feed their loved ones something that they can feel good about if they don't have the time to cook it themselves. So I have, you know, several food and supplement brands coming out that I've been working on for years. It takes a long time. It takes a long time to get them to the point at which you can actually put them on the shelf. So it's very exciting. I can't begin to fathom the amount of research and the amount of testing that you would have to go through before launching a certain type of natural meal or natural type of food or dish uh, the way you will be launching next month. Um, That is really extraordinary. And I truly and genuinely mean that Wendy, because uh, it sounds like you're you're, you're fulfilling the need that like a lot of stores don't, don't provide, you know, and, uh, and, and and the way you you painted the picture with uh, with uh, what one of your clients said, you know, like well, well, thanks, that's all well and good, but I can't find this in the store that you're saying I should get, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey, light bulb comes on, you know, but again, it takes all that time, and you find it fun, huh? You find it fun <laughs> to put the foods together or the ingredients and 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 just, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you do? Take some herbs here and some herbs there, mix them together and, you know, see if uh, you can add this or make this a, a dish or a meal. Um, it, it seems very intricate um, and, uh, and it sounds very good, but it sounds like uh, you, you do a lot of work in that area for sure. Yeah. To me, it's like, it's like cooking for a really big party. <laughs> like yeah. it's, to me, it's like, oh, like I really, I really want people to love their food. You know, right. you know? I there's who, what good is it if you can't stomach it? You know, it's not doing anybody any good. So well, yeah, making sure. things taste delicious and mm-hmm. seeing them eat it and being like, what is in this thing? Like, how did you do that? Like, that's 
that's what I find fun. But yeah, but really, I think what when I say fun, it's 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 enjoyable to me because I know the need. You know, like I started this podcast out saying I've been, you know, in all these different states and yeah, I've done this work in every single one of them. And I know a lot of families and I know a lot of people who have conditions who felt like they would never be able to enjoy, you know, a hot pocket again. And that's right, like right. the thing they grew up on and they just want a hot pocket. Or people will never be able to enjoy dips <laughs> again or they can't drink. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've made, you know, I have nine different brands and they're all different. They all live on a different aisle of the grocery store. So it's mm-hmm. like if there's something that somebody's missing, I love that I get to create something that will bring a smile to their face especially if they are in that position I remember being in where I just felt like everything was being taken away from me right including in my food wow man so to give that back to people is really an honor to me yeah yeah and 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 that kind of that kind of dovetails on a, on a question that I, that I, that I had for you earlier and, uh, and, and, and I was trying to find a way to fit it in, but uh, this is a good time to ask uh, during the time when you were going through um, uh, the, the disease, the condition, um, did you feel like in some cases, like you were two separate people or, 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 or two different people. I mean, you, you, the, the way we, we chatted about it earlier, you know, you have the Wendy on this side who was resentful for those who are running down the street or going for a daily jog and you want to just throw rocks at them. Right. Yeah. And, and then you're frustrated at not knowing what, what is wrong, you know, and you're doing all this research and, and there's this uncertainty and, 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 and just built up stress and frustration. And then over here on this other side, we have the Wendy who is vowing that if, and more so when I get out of this and I am back to who I am, I am going to reach out and make a difference in the world and help other people who are feeling alone and isolated and at their odds and wits end with their conditions. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's like two sides of a coin, you know? Yeah. I would even say maybe more than two. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, yeah. So for sure. I mean, there was, it was a, a multifaceted human experience because when you are in a traumatic situation like that, when you are looking at the potential of not waking up tomorrow Mm, and that's like, not just like a, that's not like a, just like a, you know, a dramatic, you know, thought it's like a real situation. And you're like, yeah. yeah, And you're looking at your daughter on one hand. Right. And then you're looking at, all these things, every emotion that you have is pushed to its extreme, mm. every one of them. So in moments of gratitude mm-hmm. that you did wake up this morning, you're going to have an expanded gratitude. Right. And then in the moments that you're frustrated because you can't figure it out or nobody's helping you, 
you're going to have an expanded frustration. It's like trauma has this way of really blowing things up. And I don't mean that like to say that it, it it's, it's just dramatic. It's, it's just, you, you feel things at different levels and, and it is like, it really is like a roller coaster where you're like, on, on, in one minute, you're just thanking God that you woke up. And right. then the next moment you're like, well, why would I, what, like, why bother waking me up? I can't even freaking down my stairs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then on the next moment you're like, um, thank you so much. You know, I'm so thankful for my daughter. She's, you know, she makes, she used to, I love the smell of orange blossoms. Mm. Like it's my favorite smell in the world. And she used to pick them off of the tree and bring them to me from this, the bus stop and put them next to my bed. And like in those moments, I was like, oh my gosh, like she's, she has no idea how she's healing my heart in this wow. moment. Wow. You know, Tremendous. So like, yeah. but yeah, so it's like you feel, so yeah, I felt like not just two sides of the coin. I felt like every, every facet of my being was right. expanded and I saw it. And, and then there's moments where you just go crazy because right. you're just like, I'm literally losing my mind. And mm. you know what? Rightly so. Right. In trauma, rightly so. You know, right. we're, thank goodness we, um, we have the wherewithal to eventually make it to the other side. But in the moment, man, like if anybody makes anyone else feel bad about how they act or react or respond in a moment of, Hey, I might not wake up tomorrow morning. Like, dude, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, man, that is just, it is just part of the deal. It, it is just part of the deal, but it is wonderful to feel all the feelings. It's better than feeling nothing. It's that's right. That's absolutely right. It's better than feeling nothing. And, 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 and when you get to the point and I, and I know it's a constant, uh, it's a constant thing that we all must uh, sustain and continue working. You know, I mean, um, being fully healed is, is awesome and it's great, but I know, you know, I know you're, you're maintaining, you're sustaining um, and you know, you're, you're, you're keeping mobile, uh, and, and obviously your, your diet and nutrition is, uh, is totally, uh, totally, uh, uh, on point. I hate that term. I just couldn't think of another term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has so, to be. it's hard work. You know, it's hard work. It's yeah. not like I just, it wasn't like a miracle, you know I mean? It, this no. took years. It took, I mean, five plus years of switching up things and trying something else and finding something else and researching something new it took right. a long time you know it's definitely was did not come easy but um no yeah i mean yeah. it's it's worth it it's worth it every minute of it and i'm glad you mentioned that because i want the listeners out there to understand that you know number one they're not alone number two no. people who have gone through it you know we may be talking to to people such as yourself, who, who is now on the other side of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but what you have shared with us as far as your journey and what you've gone through is very real. And it's not an overnight uh, silver bullet. This will take care of everything type of solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and you, and, and you shared, you shared the very quite real statements of, you're, you're going out of your mind. You, you, you're, you're at your wits end. You don't know how to, uh, how to 
what next move to make, right? Uh, and, and, and there's this uncertainty, there's this frustration, and then there's times of gratitude, right? Uh, so so it's, it is a roller coaster. And I want the listeners out there to just understand that no one ever said it's going to be easy, but, you know, maintain tenacity and and push through lean into it i know it's easier said than done but i want to share stories from people like wendy who have gone through this and 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 and, and it's very real it's very real and uh the journey's real and anyone anyone can do it because it the solution and the wherewithal like you said it lives within us right mm-hmm. yeah oh for sure yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think that we do that, um, unfortunately, especially with media and so on, which is why I really love what you're doing in this particular podcast is because we, we like to, you know, just show the highlight reel, you know, we like to just show like, oh, here's, you know, here's what I went through. And, and now here's all what I'm doing. And, and right. I never want to, I never want to paint that picture of like this, that, you know, five years of my life or that full year that I wasn't able to really walk. Um, right. that, that was, you know, Oh, it was, you know, but now look at me. Like I want to, I, I really needed to hear in those moments. I needed somebody not to feel sorry with me. I didn't right. need somebody to, like climb down in the pit with me and hang out. I just needed somebody to like, to like hang out the top of it. And like every once in a while, like whisper over the side, mm-hmm. like, you're doing really great you know you're like hang in there you're doing really great and I know this is not fun today and I know this is like not how you pictured life and I know this is not what you anticipated but man you are strong and you're capable and you have everything that you need inside of you to to make it out and I'm gonna be waiting for you right here when you do and when you do like we are celebrating we are celebrating the moment you come out you know, of this season or of this, you know, this dark night of the soul or wherever you are. Like, I just needed somebody to say that. And I, you know, and I, like, I think people need that all the time. I think we always need people around us to like, just cheer us on through whatever it is. This shouldn't have to just be like, oh, look at me now. Now everybody cheers. Like we should be cheering even when people are in like a pit. We need to be hanging out over there and being like, you got this. And That's I'm right. here. That's right. Right on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just like, uh, just as I'm sure you're serving that role for people that you're helping now, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. we all, we all need someone like that to to have our back. And it's not just during the celebrations, right? And I mean, it's, it's during, it's during those times. And um, I hate to do this, but I'm going to hit hit you with another analogy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love um, it. I'm almost thinking, and and because I, uh, I I can't think of one better. I'm sure there's plenty better, but I don't know. Look at the Oscars, right? And then someone uh, comes up to the stage for best actor or best actress or supporting actress, whatever. And, you know, they have the award and they're thanking the Academy. They're thanking this person, that person and so forth. Right. So, yeah, I mean, all you see there and just like the red carpet, all you see is like the result, you know, I mean, you don't see 
the hard work that came into it or um, better yet um, uh, music because I'm a big music fan and um, the Grammys, you know, you see the band come up there, they accept their Grammy, they're thanking everyone. But again, you see just the result. You don't see the countless rehearsals, the arguments, um, the frustrations over getting parts of the song wrong or the rewrites of a song, you know, just all the stuff that are the, what appears to be setbacks, but they're not really setbacks. It's all part of the journey having someone who has your back during those downtimes and they're applauding during those downtimes saying, Hey, you got this. Come on, let's keep moving. You know, it's not easy, but I am here for you and we will celebrate mm -hmm. in a big way. Once we are on the other side, I think that's what everyone needs. Just as you're saying, Wendy. Yeah. I think that's what everybody needs. And that's what we yeah. are missing the most of because it's very easy to celebrate somebody when they win. Right. That's easy. You know, that's the that's result. That's so easy. Yeah. That's so yeah. easy. But when they're, but when you were, you're like, oh, like a good friend of mine recently lost his mom, you know, and mm. we were taught, you know, he's like, it's just so interesting because people just don't, a lot of people are not comfortable around grief. You know, they right. want to escape the, you know, you know, being around this, the awkwardness of somebody crying or somebody, yep. you know, venting in a way that's a little bit extraordinary yeah but you know man it's an emotion and i you know it's like i said to him it's like i look at those things like water it's i'm very curious mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's i just it's it's non-threatening you know but right it's interesting you know if you if you put yourself in a position to be around people in the uncomfortable moments right it's fascinating and it's wonderful you know you it it's just it's so, it just so contributes to our own growth when we put ourselves in those positions with others. And right. I think because we're so removed from like more of the, the tribal experience where we're inundated with a bunch of people in a small space and now we're so very isolated. Right. I think it's going to always feel awkward until we're intentional about putting ourselves in those positions. And so I think if anybody's listening who, is on the other side of it or even is in the in the process of you know working them you know working through a you know some type of you know really difficult season right um one of the best ways to 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 work through it i found too was to to go serve somebody else i i really had nothing to give like i really i was pretty useless but mm. there was something about whatever i did have you know, even if it was, I don't know, like listening to somebody vent, it, right. it, something happened. There was a, there was an exchange there that I, I went with nothing except for like a little thing. I gave away the little thing and I came back more full. And I'm like, that's not science. <laughs> that's not physics at all. You know, no, like I was like, this no. is not, but that's what's so cool, you know? And I think we, we have to really do that for each other because it's it's how we're created and designed to interact with each other and we really do need that so i love Absolutely. that i love that you're doing this because it, it does give a voice to that um to those people i mean i didn't feel like i had a voice at the time for sure oh, you know, oh yeah it gives them a voice it truly does yeah it truly does and like you said i mean 
it's just inherent in us as humans, right? We feel better about ourselves when we give of ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we all have the capacity to serve in one way or another. We just have to kind of search and figure out what that is. And, you know, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable, allowing yourself to be in those awkward situations contributes to your growth and just just helping and reaching out to help someone else, giving of yourself to someone gives you something like you said, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I, I truly believe that why, while it may be uh, counterintuitive for some people, it's just, uh, it's just the natural way that we are wired as humans, mm-hmm. you know, that, that puts us, um, put, puts us in that type of, um, in that type of realm, uh, I don't know, outside of animals, but yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. You know, so, so Wendy, I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. You've had a tremendous journey and I'm sure your journey continues just as all of us, of course, uh, of your journey thus far, can you share with me and share with the listeners, what is the biggest thing you've learned about yourself so far? Um, I've learned so much and I, and like you said, I, I, I feel like I learn something new about myself every day. Um, and some yeah. things are great and some things are mortifying. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> sure, like, sure. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I didn't see that. I have That's a whole that mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think that the one like uh, recurring or the one thing that has been the most profound is, um, I am, I am at, like the very core a justice seeker and I have just recently been able to term it that way because you you think like that's like more like at least in my mind it was like somebody who's like out protesting or somebody who's you know really you know kind of like causing a ruckus and like creating like debates and and I am not an arguer you know I I love deep meaningful conversations and 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 hearing people out and putting myself in everybody's shoot like I I love that stuff but right. um so I never really considered myself um you know like so hardcore justice but I <laughs> am just I I look at some I look at things in the world and I and my heart just breaks and I think mm. it doesn't need to be this way and and right. and I it, I cannot I cannot let it go once I've seen it. Like I, I tell people often, I can't unsee what I've seen. Right. You know, right. I can't turn it off. I can't close my eyes to it. I can't turn, you know, yeah. turn off the voice in my head. It's like, once I see that there's an injustice You're and there's a lot of little ones, it yeah. bothers me to mm-hmm. where I have to do something. I have to do something. I will yeah. not sleep until yeah. I I do something. So I feel like that's, I wouldn't have known that about myself if I hadn't had that experience that I shared with you where it's like, I'm, I can't walk. The doctors just sent me home from the hospital saying, get your stuff together right. and figure out what you're going to do with your daughter. And I'm on the floor of sobbing because I'm thinking about other people and you know what they must be going through. Like that's something you can't, like, that's not something that you just make up. Do you no, know? it's that's not. No, a part of that was like a deep, 
mm-hmm. core value of mine that came up then and is mm-hmm. consistently showing up again. I think that's that. And then also just my, and they run alongside each other. Right. Um, I just don't think anything's impossible. And that's gotten me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's gotten me in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But, um, but I'd rather push on that. I'd rather push on impossibilities mm-hmm. and see if I can't move them a bit than let them roll me over. I hear you. I hear you 100%. And it's funny that you mentioned that, Wendy, because one of the slogans that, um, um, that my company has um, is well, there's two. It originally started with challenge what's possible. And then uh, now it's start your impossible, your impossible, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when you think about it, impossible, um, you take the first two letters and put an apostrophe and you say, I'm, and then possible. Mm -hmm. So something that's impossible, it's really, I'm possible. So you know, I'm yeah. possible to do this or to, uh, to, to, to do that or to, uh, be this certain way or to be, you know, or, or to do something that, that people say, I just don't have a chance of achieving, you know, it's not impossible. I'm possible. So yeah. I don't know. It's just a kind of spin on the word and everything, but, so but, cool. but yeah, it is cool, you know, and, and, and I, I'm in, I'm in lockstep with you when it comes to, you know, challenging um, the possibilities, right? And, and not just taking uh, something at face value, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Man, Wendy, this is awesome. We are now reaching the uh, final segment of this show where uh, we're gonna just play a little game called Three for the Road. And not really so much of a game, but it's just three kind of quick rapid fire questions that I would like to ask you. Um, They're kind of fun questions, uh, uh, yet thought provoking. And uh, I challenge my guests to uh, try to give a response in five words or less. Now, you know, if, 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 if you go down a path of, uh, of depth, let's say, um, to where you're on a roll with explaining your answer and it goes past five words, that's okay. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, no, no deducted points or anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but I <laughs> like to see how people can try to give responses in five words or less to these questions. Uh, do you think you're up for it? Always. I'm always up for that. Like I'm going to do my best. This is going to be rough though for me. It's going to be hard for me. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, cool. Well, I think you're up for it, Wendy. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, our three for the road. Question number one. Uh, let's see. Name a quote, bad food that you absolutely love that you wish you could make healthy. French fries. French fries. I hear you. <laughs> I tell you, they are so hard to resist, especially when they're oh. the right way. A little salt, nice golden brown, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah. Love them. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. All right. Question number two. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. We are only limited by our. 
There's so many things I could put there. Um, We're only limited by our... Perspective. All right. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Perspective covers a lot. Mm-hmm. I uh, had to figure out something. Yeah. Try to no. cover all the bases. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you hit that one out of the park for sure. All right. And question number three. What defines a tough person? I would say their resiliency. Gotcha. Their resiliency makes them tough for sure. And uh, you're a true testament to that in my mind and in my view, Wendy. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So, how can people reach out to you for more information uh, on like your books, um, your um, different recipes and meals, uh, maybe fitness and wellness strategies? How how can people get more information uh, about this in your world? Probably the best place, the easiest place is my website, which is just my name, wendymichelle.com, Wendy with an I. And from there, it'll, you know, point to pretty much every other platform that I'm on. I I really don't, I'm not super great on, you know, all the platforms. I just, because I, I am really working hard behind the scenes to make things happen that become tangible tools for people. But um, I'm on Instagram and, um, you know, I have a bunch of stuff coming up on my website that is going to be useful to people. Um, and I try to cover all that, the nutrition, Mm -hmm. the movement, the mindset, um, all of it. And even there's really, if, if anybody has any questions or is just looking to be pointed in a specific direction, um, I have a lot of really great resources that I, I couldn't possibly put on a database. Uh, because there's so many and and they get very specific so just feel free to reach out to me on my website that's probably the easiest and the best way and I'm happy to you know to help kind of point people uh, to whatever it is that they think they might they might need I I'm, I'm lucky enough to know a lot of really great experts and and other people in the field that are doing a wonderful job so um, that's probably going to be the best place and it will also as the food rolls out and is in stores and so on. I'll be posting about those things and, and letting people know. So I would just go to the website. Okay, great. And can people subscribe to like a mailing list uh, for updates uh, once they visit your website? Yep. Yep. They sure can. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. For our listeners out there, I just want to make sure you all know, once again, as a reminder, um, all the guests contact information and website information uh, is all available on our episode show notes uh, that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or wherever you listen to the show. Uh, but please stop and visit wendymichelle.com to learn more about 
the different products and services, uh, subscribe to the mailing list so that you can stay in tune and up to date with the release of her uh, food line in January. So that's going to be, that's going to be a huge, huge, tremendous launch. So uh, once again, it's Wendy with an I, Michelle.com and look for uh, the embedded links to the website on the road to rediscovery episode show notes. All right, Wendy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great having you here. Oh no, thank you. Thank you for creating a space where these conversations can be had. It's, you know, really, I'm, I'm honored. So thank you for having me. Oh no, the, the, the pleasure's ours and, and you're very welcome. And please let's stay connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, any releases and updates you have uh, on your website, on your products, on any book launches, uh, more than happy to have you on the show again. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll share another chat with the listeners out there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank all of you for tuning in and listening I want to invite you to subscribe to The Road to Rediscovery via Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so yet, and feel free to leave a rating and a short review. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll chat again soon.